1: Yo, party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomenChronicles.com Where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance And today, you guys, see, I have my first guest Yay! I can't call Brittany a guest My other my best friend, she's usually all here, Brittany Smith She's not with me this week again <laughs> But we have another lovely Brittany Introduce yourself
0: Okay, so my name is Brittany Phillips uh, I am a therapist And um yeah, met Ashley on a mountain and she decided to bring me on as a (laughs) special guest. (laughs) So I'm willing to spread all my knowledge.
1: I love it. (laughs) Yes, we met on a mountain, y'all. For real. Like New Year's Eve. (laughs) We decided to go to a mountain instead of go out in these streets. And um, we had a lovely friend to invite us to this really nice house. And yeah, so we weren't just randomly on a mountain, y'all. So (laughs) (laughs) we were (laughs) home in a mountain. So we just started this conversation. It was um, a few guys, a few gals, and we got into this deep conversation. And then I started to pick her brain and realize how brilliant she was because, you know, like New Year's Eve, you partying it up. You're not really <laughs> like, thinking really? nobody like, all right, you know, everybody cool, but you don't know how smart someone is. But then you get to talking to someone on a psychological level and you're like, oh, She's smart, smart. I rock with it. My little heart. (laughs) That's why I had to have you on. Because, like, people be asking to come on, and I be like, "Uh, I'm going to get back to you. (laughs) But but yeah, so we got a lot of things I want to touch on. But the most important thing is what we're going to start with this term called hypergamy. Oh, all right tell the people (laughs) what it means and just a little bit about how you discovered it. And, you know,
0: yeah. Okay. So hypergamy, uh, this was a topic that I brought up when we were on the trip that I feel like a lot of, uh, single women, I'm going to say women in general, not just single women. Um, but a lot of women should subscribe to, I myself am, am a hypergamous female. Um, so how did I get into the term hypergamy? And I'll tell you what it means in just a moment. Because um, I know a lot of people are like, what's that? Uh, <laughs> <gonna> go. <laughs> yeah, so hypergamy basically means um, that like, you're a person who only dates, marries, et cetera, people who are of a higher financial or social status than you. Um, I like to send mine I guess I'll talk about it. I like to talk about it in a sense when it comes to me um, Mm -hmm. as I'm the type of person who will only date or marry a man who at least makes the same amount or more than I do. Right. So not always that I'm looking for someone who earns more. Right. Um, But you do have to be able to take care of yourself. That's really important to me so that you're not a liability. Uh, So yeah, (laughs) how I learned about this term. Um, I like to watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, I, I watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, there was one YouTuber in specific. Uh, I think her name is Chrissy. She she has a channel dedicated to all this stuff. Um, but watching different YouTubers, different Black women YouTubers, um, and them talking about Black women and luxury mm. I guess as Black women, <laughs> yeah. uh, we tend to feel like very independent and like we don't need someone to help or someone to like. We, we tend to not look at a lot of financial things when it comes to our partner because we feel like we have it on our own. Right. Um, so yeah, that's why I I subscribe to femininity. <laughs> uh, I subscribe to traditional femininity um, and being a person who subscribes to traditional femininity, I love traditional masculinity, um, which comes with that provider role. So
1: Yeah. Makes sense. So right. I just, I'm going to touch on a few things and then I'll go back to some questions. Okay, mm-hmm. thing one. I've been seeing a lot of the luxury uh, black women YouTubers stepping up and I really love it and enjoy it because you get to see people outside of like TV, loving Hip Hop, Real Housewives and all of that live luxury and you're like, oh, regular everyday people can do this? Right. What do you do for a living? How are you doing this? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the second most important thing is, like, I feel like black women, we are the only race that really just the only anybody (laughs) that if we say we want someone who makes more, you know, we gold diggers. And it's just so much backlash from it. And that's why I wanted to talk about it, because honestly, why? (laughs) Like, I am so tired Of Telling a guy Hey I know my potential I know where I'm going I'm also a hustler I want someone who makes at least As much as me Or higher Mm -hmm. And they look at me like I'm crazy Or try to make me dumb down my standards I literally had a guy ask me Would you marry someone who made 55k a year I'm like I probably wouldn't Mm -hmm. But because I make more than that But at the same time, is that his cap? Because here's my thing. My career doesn't have a cap, meaning my income doesn't have a cap. So I can go wherever I want to go because I'm constantly building, growing. So does he have a mindset to grow? Because if he got a mindset to grow, then baby, let's go. But even if he's in a position making six figures and he doesn't have a mindset to grow, I still would be like, question mark. True. You you see what I mean? It's like I'm we, we out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like I hate that we have to bear the burden and dumb down our requirements and our standards because society makes us feel like we're inferior. So we just need to accept what we can
0: get. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're supposed to feel lucky just to have a man. Oh regardless yeah. Regardless of like what he has. Oh for sure. And the thing about it is our. Our society as Black women, we have been trained, I'll say, trained to the point to where we are the caregivers, we are the people who are supposed to be the healer, the the mother if your mom didn't raise you right, your doctor when you're sick, like all those things. So we're trained to give so much, but to expect so little. So the moment that we do say, okay, as a person, this is my standard, this is my, my boundary that I am setting, this is a requirement. And like I've had conversations with clients in the past about boundaries and not feeling bad about having your boundaries and, and holding people to that standard. Because when you go to your job, can you just come in there, dressing in any kind of way, doing whatever?
1: No. You
0: cannot. Um, some of the most exclusive clubs out there, can you come in there just dressing whatever, doing whatever? No, you cannot. Well, I'm exclusive. Yeah. And I'm important. And I'm significant. So I have certain boundaries. And you can't just... Be a part of my world and not fit those certain standards that I've set for myself. Not saying you have to change, but I'm saying that there's people out there that won't care. Maybe that's something that's not important to them, but I'm one of those people that that's important and I shouldn't feel bad for that.
1: Amen. And you can provide it for yourself. So, like, that's, that's the part where I'm like, right, why does it matter? But I do want to touch this. So, I was talking to a friend, a male friend of mine, who he's Pretty successful. Side note, if y'all hear stuff in the background, my dog is out here wilding. As soon as I get on here, all day he's been chilling sleep. As soon yeah. as I report, he want to go drink water, eat, run around, play with his toy. Like, come on, fam. But anyway.
0: was <laughs> just so, enjoying
1: Huh? What'd you say? Like he's just
0: back there enjoying himself.
1: Having the best time of his life, interrupting yeah. me. But um, I was talking to my homie, and he um uh, successful guy, um, doesn't have to worry about this conversation. Mm-hmm. And he was just saying, like, what if you know the chick just makes more, she makes a lot more, like she's mm-hmm. Beyonce and she's a millionaire, but this guy does pretty well, he makes six figures. Like, mm-hmm. then what do you say? And my response to him was honestly. I don't think money would be such a big issue or topic if people were holding their weight. True. What I mean by that is, I feel like too many women, I'm women, have gone through situations where we had to uplift a man to the point of we letting a dude stay with us. Paying, like, putting stuff in our name for a dude. Like, going to pick him up because he ain't got no car. He doesn't have a place, but he wants to stay at my place all the time. Like right. all of these things, if people were holding their weight, conversation wouldn't be about money so much. But too many people are insecure because they're not working hard enough and they're jumping in a dating scene without getting themselves together first. Mm-hmm. And they they want to project their insecurities onto us because we want more because we grind, we hustle, we work. Right. And that's the issue. If I never dealt with those people in the past that I wouldn't say use me, but more so took advantage of my kindness, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> right. Right.
0: But so, there's men out there that, that struggle. And I, I guess I can, I can play devil's advocate too, right? I can play devil's advocate. Because I do understand that, that the dating scene is a bit, it's not a pool, it's a swamp. It's a swamp it is it's a swamp and and do i believe that it's just a swamp on the female side no not necessarily i think that there's yeah. oh, it's both i mean there's men out there that are trying to find pretty decent women and there's women that are looking for a come up you know yeah. so when we're talking hypergamy we're we're not talking about hypergamy in a sense of i'm not going to have my things together yet expect you to carry me that's called a liability oh
1: say
0: it you know yeah. and and then i need to carry you on my taxes <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, seriously, I need some back taxes because I don't yeah. carry some folks and I should be able to claim them. <laughs> because right because they were disabled. They weren't disabled. <laughs> they were unable to run me my money right. <laughs> when I needed it.
0: And that's problematic. Like, no. So do I get it? Yeah, but I think that that and that part that you said about how um a lot of people have insecurities about their financial situation and they project that onto other people. I think that what men need to understand, because we live in a new generation now, where men do want traditionally feminine women, yet a lot of men, and I'm not going to say men in general, I'm going to say a lot of men because I've seen some great guys. Me too. But there's a lot of men out there who do not want to carry a traditionally masculine role anymore. Yeah. So you want these... Traditionally um, traditionally feminine females that are going to cook and clean and, and raise the kids and do all these things, but you want to expect her to work a full-time job, take care of everything with the kids, clean down the whole house, have you a home-cooked meal every night, and go 50-50 on the bills.
1: Yeah.
0: That is not traditionally masculine roles. <laughs>
1: The math ain't math it really. The
0: math is. don't math there. So so what you're telling me is, okay, cool. If you don't want to, you want to go 50-50. But what you're telling me is, you want Alfredo out the jar. You know?
1: <laughs> want noodles and noodles. That's, That's what you want. want. It's, it's giving by <laughs> That's
0: what it's giving. It's, it's giving, giving. hotel deal.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're getting party food, clearly. Yeah,
1: it's giving. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just this huge shift, and I feel like women are taking their vengeance because now we have so many hot girls, you know, in society. Yeah, yeah. I heard a quote. I heard a quote the other day. I can't even remember if it was a, from a podcast or whatever. Sorry to these people, Um, but they said, "If you're gonna use my vagina, I'm gonna use your money." <laughs> like if oh. you, gonna, she said, "If you're gonna waste my time, I'm gonna waste your money." Like
0: that is a city girl
1: quote. Yeah, like yeah. so it's just. You know, it's just really hard. It's hard for both sides. Um, And that's why, like, even with my blog, I preach pacing a lot. Mm Because not pacing myself has made me bump my head a lot of the times. Because you can meet a guy who portrays or acts like he makes more than you. Mm -hmm. Or acts like he got it together. And he don't. (laughs) Because we live in Flex City. Yeah, we do. So it's just, you know... For me, although money is important, I'm really big on, like, characters, character. Like, mm-hmm. I need to know you have a good heart. But at the same time, it all comes back to, can you take care of yourself? Right. Are okay. you positioned to take care of yourself fully? And when I say take care of yourself, I mean all of your bills are in your name.
0: Yes, not your mamas.
1: Not your mamas. Mm-hmm. Not your ex-girlfriends. Not your baby mamas. Nobody's but yours. Right. You have bank accounts. You have credit cards. You have your own home. You don't have to own it. You can be renting, but you got your own. You got a lease or a mortgage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a car. It's in your name. You got insurance. Like in adult things.
0: Basic and, adulting.
1: That's bare minimum stuff. And they be coming down on us for wanting bare minimum stuff. <laughs> but I saw the other day and said, yeah. I forgot how many percentages, but it was a high percentage was saying that something percentage, maybe like 50%, 60% of men, live with
0: their mom their mothers allow it
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
0: <laughs> their mom because you you know when you're a male child especially in the black community oh yeah for sure yeah your mom's gonna coddle you a lot yeah. of the times for yeah. Sure. yeah for sure but i do want to double back to something that you mentioned a moment ago mm-hmm. so you you mentioned the importance of pacing mm. right so pacing i'm guessing is 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 in the same ranking with like betting. Yes. Men before yes, we, yes, very important. One thing I do wanna comment on uh, when it comes to that is the fact that as women, we have got like, I am such a big fan of sitting down and writing out a list of what you want in men. So that you know exactly what you want before you get out here searching just in the dark, just reaching around blind, uh, <laughs> like that's important. But you know what's equally as important that sometimes women don't understand. Do not tell your list to these men. Do not; these men will turn into Morris Chestnut and start acting. They, <laughs> they, they will be. They will play that role for a hot ninety days until hot, you can right. it. Listen.
1: If Steve Harvey didn't say nothing else that was right, In right. three months, right at three months, body it because usually I've noticed that the the ninety days ain't really ninety day anymore maybe mm-hmm. for me because I'm celibate, so men don't get that far. Um, yeah, but it's usually around thirty days for me when the mass starts to fall, the foundation starts to crack. I'm like, yeah. dang, y'all have been, y'all have shortened up the time.
0: <laughs> right. You got to see him angry at least once first. I mean, goodness.
1: Because, you know, that shutdown spirit be in the men.
0: <laughs> that avoidance spirit.
1: That shutdown, deflect, yeah. <laughs> avoid it.
0: Project a little bit.
1: Flip it and reverse it on you. Right. <laughs> in these men. But yes, you are absolutely right. Do not be out here telling these men what you want in them. Don't be really? telling. That, don't even give them your examples. Don't even be like, "I want a man like Devon Franklin," or "I want a man like Russell." Like, right? You say it. You just be like, you know, I want a good man, and just leave it at that. That's it. Yeah. Anywho, um, yeah, don't be out here telling folks your list. Um, just say you want a good man. That's it, and and that's it. That's it. That's all. And let him show you what a good man looks like to him,
0: because yeah. man will show you. <laughs> Yeah, and that that will also show you if they have healthy examples of of masculine relationships in their family.
1: A lot of times they don't and they're looking for it in rap music and in YouTube and TikTok.
0: So
1: (laughs) so that's why a lot of people, future is their savior. I don't, yeah, I'm serious. I'm telling you, I put that, that whole red flag thing was going on Twitter, like the trend I put, if he listens to future when he's mad at you, that's a red. I'm serious. (laughs) That's scary. Listen, listen, I need my man listening to Fred Hammond when he's mad at me. (laughs) Go pray, honey. Right. Just, uh uh. But yeah, long story short, just about hypergamy, for me myself, I need you to make at least what I make. And if you don't, I need you to have, I don't date potential no more. I date progress. Right. In the progress, (laughs) you're in the process already of going somewhere. So I don't have to build you. And you're showing me what you got. And you have tangible things. Because, I mean, I'm an artist. Like, I get it. Like, I have published books. I have a blog. And I'm not where I want to be yet. But mm-hmm. at least have those things that I can see that you're working towards it. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. about to leave progress. I ain't going to leave. I'm going to leave potential. But I ain't leaving progress. <laughs> so, me, it's not more so about the money. But, again, I feel like a lot of women have have to address this because, if we don't set this standard or this boundary, we going to get taken advantage of. Right. But my male friends who got money don't talk about this. (laughs) Like they don't, they don't care. Like they don't honestly, women know who got it.
0: (laughs) Now it's obvious.
1: We know who got it. We know just by their approach. How got, they carry
0: themselves,
1: how they carry themselves, the way they offer to take us out mm-hmm. is it's so chill, and it's not this extra stuff y'all seeing. I'm saying y'all, the men are seeing on t- They are so chill, they just right. be offering stuff, and you like, oh, I ain't even gotta have this conversation with him because I already know.
0: <laughs> and the crazy part about it is it's usually the man that's not wearing the Gucci belt, is usually the man that's not out here in a Lamborghini. It's it's always <laughs> <you> just, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's usually not them like it's not
1: my yeah it's it's not and ladies we got to talk to the ladies ladies right. listen stop judging men and their finances and what they can do for you by cars by <laughs> clothing know. Got mm-hmm. all of that, especially if you live in a big city where people like to flex. That,
0: huh?
1: Atlanta is one of them. But if, if you live in LA, you live in New York. Like these are different places. Right. Like, just pay attention to consistency. Like in the beginning, they would take you out on all these dates, but around that second month, they start to kind of fall off or like ask you questions like when you go pay.
0: <laughs> you send me forty dollars is a red flag.
1: Like, or, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Because you will know, fam. You will just know, ladies. So get your discernment up. Like, we got to really get our discernment up. And I think a lot of women don't like to set boundaries and standards because they are afraid that for some reason men are going to become extinct and they're not going to find one.
0: (laughs) There's always someone that will rise to the occasion. There's no need to lower it.
1: And I do. I have told women this: if you have standards and boundaries, you're probably going to wait longer. I'm not going to lie because, okay. like you said, it's not a dating pool; it's a dating swamp. Yeah. But would you rather settle for somebody who's mistreating you, taking you for granted, like taking advantage of you, or okay. would you just rather wait and then just get somebody who respects your boundaries and rises to okay. the occasion? Right. Because for me, myself, and I, I don't mind being by myself. But a lot of people do. But I don't mind it. <laughs> like, yeah. But you can go outside by yourself. Leading into you and self-dating. Which I think is amazing. Explain to
0: us what self-dating yeah. <laughs> Self-dating. So self-dating is, uh, and maybe it's my Aquarius nature. Because I like being alone. Um, but self-dating is... Uh, something that I think is extremely important as well, because we cannot ask people for things that we can't provide to ourselves. So when you're out here saying, I want a man that'll do this, 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 and this, ask yourself, what am I doing for myself? Because how you treat yourself is setting the standard for how a man will treat you. Uh, They can feed you all types of craziness about that's not the case, but it is the case. People in general will treat you the way that they see you treat yourself. Absolutely. Um, so take yourself seriously <laughs> and take yourself on dates. <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, so I, I actually wrote out this long list. I'm not going to go over everything that's on the list. Um, mm-hmm. Ashley, we talked previously, so you'll probably put that on your blog so that people put can. Put that be- on
1: the blog, ladies. <laughs> thing, it's going to be a whole blog. I'm going t- y'all ready. I'm ready for
0: it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but these are going to be all places that. My by my lonesome Aquarius self has gone. And not only have I yeah. Uh,
1: before I I don't mean to cut you off, but also we discussed how when you self-date, you position yourself to meet men of better quality. Yes. Because when you're going out, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I y'all I know people say this, but I have to reiterate, mm-hmm. you ain't finding no good man in no club. And you're not. You and let me tell you why. It's a double standard, okay? Back in the day when I was there on my Real Hot Girl-ish, when I went to the club, I wasn't going looking for a good man. I was going looking for the dude with the bottles. Right. I want to sit down rest my feet, okay? So if you was cute, good guy, great heart, I don't really see you because you standing by the bar. <laughs> but right. if you are, you know, a baller popping bottles and you don't care, I'm trying to be over there.
0: Right. When
1: they go in the club, they ain't looking for no wife. They looking for tonight.
0: They're looking for a good time, not a long time.
1: Exactly. They are looking for a bust down. You could be a wonderful woman. Wonderful. And they probably, if you saw you in a grocery store, would love to uh, be acquainted with you, take you out. But tonight, no. So stop looking there. Everyone's agenda is different. And I know this as well because I used to work as a bottle waitress. So I know exactly what the agenda is. So stop looking there. Go to these upscale spots that she's about to tell you to present yourself, position yourself.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, self-dating like I said is is, is, and that is so true because look, you're not going to find what you're looking for down to the club. Um, You will find a good time and not a long time like Drake said. Uh, So, I mean, I think it's important to self-date, one, because like I said, it it teaches you to begin to set the standard for what you want in a relationship. That way, any Tom, Dick, and Harry that comes along that shows you a good time, you're not impressed. Right. Because you're already doing these things for yourself. Um, But second of all, yeah, it's a great opportunity to get out here and meet the type of guys or the type of Some ladies don't like guys. The type of person that you're out here looking for. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's important to pick the spots that you go to. I know one thing that we were talking about in our conversation over the table was um, like getting dressed really, really cute and going and staying at the bar of expensive places. So Ruth Chris has a bar for a reason. Yes. Or the garden room has a bar for a reason. Beautiful scenery. You can take pictures and everything. Um, But also a higher level of people that have money are going to be there. So if you're interested in that type of guy, he'll be there. Not saying though. So I, I do want to double back and reiterate that I am not saying that because a guy has money. It makes him a good person. High value and high quality are two completely different things.
1: Say it again, cause I'm. Ugh. I just. Yeah. Cause my my clear point is, listen. The only reason women are talking so much about money now, black women specifically, is because we're tired of having mm-hmm. to take care of men. We are right. not mommies. We are not mommies. We are not mommies. Okay, mm-hmm. I ain't got no kids. She ain't got no kids. So <laughs> <laughs> we're not raising nobody. Yeah. did yeah. be the best, can't raise a man. So that's right. why we're talking about it. Like money, honestly, for me personally, it's probably like 25% of what I'm worried about when I'm looking mm-hmm. for a man. Honestly. But mm-hmm. I have to say it because I'm tired of taking care of people. But if this is a regular everyday conversation and I'm meeting a man, I'm not asking him how much he makes. Again, I can peep it. I can peep about how you move. Right. Like like if, as long as you're not asking to stay with me <laughs> and you're not... You know out the gate looking at me like Oh when you gonna pay like come On man I'm I'm very generous So I'm going to eventually pay like I'm very generous so that's why I have To set these boundaries but we're not Saying that we're just saying if you're looking For someone at your Level because you're doing this For yourself if you taking Yourself to these spots you gonna Find another person that's taking themselves to These spots right tells you Hey we're on the same level We're equally right. So, oh, yes That's
0: Yeah true. Like, yeah, because I, I do want to reiterate that That high high value, which is a man with money Does not equal high quality So he can have all the money in the world And be a terrible human being Um, <laughs> So not telling women to aim for men that have money And that things are going to be great I'm telling women to aim for men That have what they have or more Because you deserve the same luxuries in life That you afford yourself Period you deserve that, and if anyone yeah. makes people bad for that, they're telling you that they cannot meet your standard, and that's period.
1: Period. I want to just but <laughs> <laughs> and that's period.
0: Like you are not a bad person for asking for what you bring to the table.
1: Because they ask, they don't want a no busted female, <laughs> but they want it like they right. approach you for a reason, but yeah. will a face and ask you questions as if. You interview and a date them when they pursued you.
0: Oh yeah. What do you bring to the table? Any any man that asked me that, I'm like, um
1: check get, get separate. What? <laughs> separate <What>? separate <laughs> checks. He paid I'm gonna get mine, I'm gonna go ahead out. You ain't nothing else to say, baby. Ain't nothing else you can say to me. I'm good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just really you're looking for someone to take care of you. And and women and men are built differently for a reason. We take care of men, yes. But the way that we take care of is supposed to be in a completely different way than men take care of. Women are supposed to be nurturers, okay? Yeah. We're we're it's, doing that.
1: It's legato. Is <laughs> like the world yeah. that we are living in?
0: Yeah, um, but it pull us out of our natural role when you want us to provide for you and carry you.
1: Exactly. You pull us so. out of our natural feminine role. So we just have to keep driving it on because I do hear a lot of women mm-hmm. and. And this is just a side note for safety. Stop going to men's house on the first date. Please. And and for me, I hear this so many times. Like I was listening to a podcast the other day where all men were just talking about how it feels to be single. And they were just talking about, I love if a girl pull up and Netflix and chill. And I'm just like, do you know how many people get murdered off of the internet or just off mm-hmm. of encounters on dates? You right. think I'm pulling up to your house, fam? I don't need to go on an expensive date cuz honestly I don't like expensive first dates and let me tell you why right. because I'm not in college anymore where I need free free meals. Right. <laughs> like, I don't want to waste my time. So if I don't right. like you I'm not going to sit in a restaurant and feel obligated to feel like stay the full course. Period. I would rather meet you at a coffee shop. I'd rather meet you at Panera Bread for some soup. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, yeah, like stop meeting people the first time because like dudes will make it seem like oh you just want my money blah, blah 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 girl he listen there's a trend right now on TikTok he ain't got no money <laughs> <laughs> he
0: says that usually he, says
1: that, he ain't got no money if he has an issue taking you on a first date baby he ain't got no money
0: right
1: and because if you feel like okay I'm really feeling this guy he seems like a good guy maybe he's been like used for dates just mm-hmm. be like let's go to a coffee shop yeah, talk something lower. Go to Groupon. You can find something twenty dollars. Like,
0: can we talk? The, That's all that matters.
1: Can we talk? Alexa, play Kevin um uh, Tevin Campbell. Because like, <laughs> yeah, but stop going on dates. I just, I just had to say that.
0: Oh but yeah. The,
1: the last topic I want to talk about is dating multiple people at once.
0: Oh, multi dating, yes, ma'am. Speak on it and preach on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So multi-dating is is, is huge for me. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of if one don't act right, you need to date them all until you have the one that acts right. Only because this is nothing that men haven't been doing forever. No. They're just not chastised the same way as women right. for doing the same thing. Uh, multi-dating does not make you a, a, a thought, uh, for lack of a better term. It, it doesn't it means that you're exploring your options as you should when you are a young person you should explore your options
1: exactly
0: Uh, i liken it to a a a job interview so whenever someone is interviewing for a really great position um not only do they do multiple interviews before you get the job that's one um not only do you have to have certain qualifications in order to get that job that's two uh but three is they don't interview just one candidate They interview multiple people and move right for the job. (laughs) I I think of myself as that great job. And I I think all women should think of themselves as that great job. Like You're going to want someone that meets the qualifications that you put in place because you are the person that's out here trying to get these people. And think of it this way. When you look at it as far as terms of how a man assesses things, a guy wouldn't be out here like Ashley stated with a busted female that doesn't take care of herself doesn't I mean I've seen some guys that will do that but for the most part you know how she carries herself is going to be important to a lot of men okay I'm not going to even speak on like what they look like because any woman can be beautiful in her own regard it's all about how you carry yourself um so a man is not going to be out here with with a woman that carries herself just any kind of way and and doesn't care he's going to have certain standards physically that he wants a woman to meet, and us as women, we're more emotional and mental than men are. They're more physical. They see you and they know what it is. Right. Um, we're more of, do you touch me emotionally? Do you touch me spiritually? Do you do? Can I connect with you? Right. So until you find that person who does just that for you, yes, continue to date. Continue to see people. If you're going on three and four days a week. As long as you're not out here sleeping with multiple <laughs> um Unprotected Because I'm not going to even say who you can and can't sleep with That is your body, do what you want to do with it But at the end of the day As long as you're being safe And you're out here vetting people And getting to know people um, Then you're not doing anything wrong You're doing exactly what you're supposed to do At your age So I'm a big fan of multi-dating Date them all till one act right Period <laughs>
1: So my journey to, um, multi-dating, which I really, I would love to do, but I don't meet enough people I'm interested in at one time, mm-hmm.
0: but,
1: <laughs> um, for so long, I'm 32 now, growing up in high school, college, women were like really shunned for like, now it's more open. Mm-hmm. It's more like flexible because we have mega stallion. We have, you know, um, what's her name? Um. Big Lotto. We have (laughs) City Girls. Like all of these people who are talking about they're basically taking back the power. Like no longer are we going to just tell do what y'all tell us and live under the double standard. We're going to do what we want to do. So I pressure myself so much as a young because I was really before my time because I had a team, honey. (laughs) I was rotating, honey. Starting five. And people would just always tell me like oh, you shouldn't be doing that because the dude's not going to take you seriously and blah, blah, blah. And I always felt bad. So I always mm-hmm. like felt like if I started liking a guy really a lot, I need to cut him off. And I really carried that into my adult life. Literally until last year
0: mm-hmm.
1: did I realize like, you was a- ahead of your time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And from a psychological level, let's even take it there. So I realized my attachment style was anxious because mm-hmm. of how... So I read the book attached that I talk about all the time because it literally changed my life in the book attached. Guess what it says? When you are anxious attachment date, multiple people because mm-hmm. you start to see people multiple times a week, talking on the phone with them every day, all of that, you build an attachment, right? And you get anxiety when you separate from them. So in right. order to combat that date, more than one person, another right. book called boundaries and dating. That is actually a Christian book tells you date multiple people.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Because you shouldn't just until you find that connection that's like, oh, this it. But I feel like women we think yeah. so wrong because we literally as soon as we go on a first date, we're envisioning him as our husband walking yeah. down and house.
0: the kids we're gonna like, have.
1: And just, like, you I don't just even them. right? And I just haven't even come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? So I'm an advocate for it. Not even on trying to be like a thought or anything, but just learning what you like and also having more hope. I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of women are hopeless in dating and settling for everything because we feel like there's no guys out here.
0: Yeah. Of
1: course there isn't. If every time you meet one, you cut everybody off.
0: Right. (laughs) It's time to be a hopeful romantic.
1: I, I am now hopeful hope romantic yeah. and I'm not yeah no again if I could meet more men that I found interesting I would definitely date more people at a time yeah. but unfortunately I meet somebody I'm gonna stop saying this but in the past I've met somebody like once a year mm-hmm. It's like I gotta go start self dating more honey because this is
0: frustrating <laughs> super important i'm telling you it's super important just because you because i find and and going back to that trauma piece as well of the the anxious attachment styles and different attachment styles and how those things can link to trauma um i think that a lot of us as women have that trauma where we've had abandonment issues mm-hmm. and either that or we've been disappointed a lot in the past so it makes us Avoidance so fall back culture is at an all time high right now. So, okay. the moment that he breathes wrong, it's time to dip. Yeah. So, we got to check ourselves on that too, as women, because men are human beings just like everyone else, and they're going to make mistakes sometimes. Um, so not every little thing is a red flag,
1: right? Name something that a woman you've seen women say a red flag and it's not. Ah, uh, oh my gosh, so many things. Jeez.
0: i have an example <laughs> i guess i'll i guess i'll because i haven't avoided an attachment style i'm one of those people you breathe wrong you gotta go uh so i, I and i'm working on that i'm working on that because i'm not I anxious. Mean, anxious is much worse i'm like mm-hmm. oh, i'll be
1: attached to these idiots <laughs>
0: well no, i find it difficult to attach like it's mm-hmm. it's hard for me to attach and i think i've always been that way but one one thing for me that I'll usually deem with a red flag that isn't really that big of a red flag. Um, like if I'm walking down the street with a guy and he has me closer to the road.
1: Oh, and he's not walking on the inside. I mean, it doesn't yeah. have you on the inside. I got you.
0: Right. Like, okay. Yeah, what? that's it's a red flag, but like, do I have to stop talking to you because of that? Not really.
1: Right, It's a red flag, but not really because a lot of people just don't know. Because I didn't know Mm -hmm. until I started dating this one guy in college. And I'm like, oh, that's a thing. Oh, thanks. (laughs) So, yeah, that makes sense. So, as a person who is hard to attach, have you ever dated someone when you wanted to attach to, but you just couldn't?
0: Yes. So. We do that. Crazy part about it, not even in dating. So, like, in all relationships. So, my best friend is actually a very anxiously attached Libra. Um, And she's extremely emotional. So she was raised in a a family where they did a lot of affection, a lot of hugging and kissing and things like that. It took her four years to hug me. Mm. I don't like to be touched. So I've had those relationships with people and using my best friend as an example, because she's one of those people that deserves all the love in the world. And like, while I would rather, I would, really love to be one of those people that like hug and touch and kiss and all that. I just do not show love that way most of the time. Um, So I've had that situation a a lot of times, but I don't want to be that person, I guess, being a therapist and thinking of some of the common mishaps I've seen in my clients. I don't want to be that person that says, that's just how I am. Cause I think a lot of times we just, how I am our way out of growth. Uh, So I don't want to be that person. I'm going to say that is a flaw that I am 100% working on uh, through therapy for myself Mm -hmm. and through trying to gain a closer relationship with the people around me.
1: Give people who have that same attachment, men and women, Mm -hmm. three tips they can do to move towards attaching.
0: Oh, uh, being self-aware. Is number one. Uh, that's something that has helped me just being very self aware of this is how I usually act when I see people catching feelings or having emotions towards me. This is how I usually act when I start to develop emotions. Mm-hmm. Being self aware is important because you can check yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you it out. Out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I have seen myself several times being like, this guy is getting real into me. And like, I'm feeling him too, but like, I want to run like cuz ill feelings like yeah like, yeah like checking myself on that and and understanding that you are worthy of love mm-hmm. you are worthy of attachment you are worthy of connection because my attachment issues i'll say comes from a lot of stuff uh mostly my childhood but it comes from a lot of stuff so that's one just being self aware learning how to check yourself um two i would say getting uncomfortable getting uncomfortable um one thing i love to say one of my biggest mottos is you will not grow until you're uncomfortable um we do not grow in our comfort zones if i could lay in my bed where i'm comfortable 24 7 i would just do that and just let life pass by i mean so getting uncomfortable is really important so if i'm the type of person that usually runs from emotions what i'll do is i'll surround myself with more support
1: ah um
0: because it it trains me to get into the mindset of learning how Mm -hmm. to receive love the way that people give it to me. Right. Um, Because yeah, love language is extremely important. Some people love by physical touch and all those things. And I know even though it's not my particular love language that I can accept it the way that you give it, because I can't ask you to change. I have Mm -hmm. no control over that. Um, So getting uncomfortable is important. And three, Three, I would say there's this technique that I usually use with people who uh, have parental issues or like they they weren't raised by a parent or their parent died young called reparenting. Mm. Um, so basically reparenting is like, if you were not used to these things coming up, you idealize your perfect mother and you idealize your perfect father and wow. you close those down yeah. And then you be to yourself what you want others to be for you. So doing that, but in a sense of doing it with yourself. So envisioning what your partner would be like, Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. things that you want from your partner, writing that down on a list and then practicing being that to yourself. Got you. Um, Yeah. Because it gets you out of that mindset of, because when you're so avoidant, it Mm -hmm. can really feel like it's just me. All I have is myself um gotcha. So getting yourself out of that mindset, uh, learning to be to yourself what you want from other people, and then showing up as that woman and allowing people to be that for you and accepting that love.
1: So beautiful.
0: Because I've never
1: <laughs> I've never spoken to someone who was avoidant, but admitted <laughs> that they were avoidant. Oh, yeah. Most avoidants don't think they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm lying. I do have a male friend who said, Oh, yeah, I'm I'm avoidant, and he's in therapy and everything. And like, I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, because every time you date a girl, you you literally leave town when <laughs> you're serious, huh? It's time to run. Really, leaves and like be deuces and she be all crying and stuff. And I'm like, he's like, well, I don't know why she acted like that. <laughs> you living together for two years. You crazy? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you yeah. are crazy. You are. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, since you said just that, I want to speak to the anxious attachments sure. uh, but, and give them, <laughs> them that, some that I've learned. Um Number one, I already mentioned pacing is a lot. Um, You have to space out your dating, meaning if you meet someone you like a lot, you can't talk like you can talk to them a lot, but you really want to limit it. You don't want to be staying up late at night, losing your sleep pattern. You don't want to be, like, trying to see them real quick. Right. just met them. You don't want to be hanging out with them every single day in the beginning. You want to build trust because you don't know where that relationship is going. So you need to understand how to vet people and discern if this person is going to be in your life for a long time or a short time. Right. Because you can't just go around attaching yourself to everybody. Because when you have to release that attachment, whew. Hell. <laughs> it is hell. Because right. you go through so much anxiety. You don't release people like normal people release. It takes you longer. So you want to make sure you're taking your time. So that's number one. You need to pace yourself and be self-aware. Like she said, cognitive of oh, I'm doing it again. Don't you do it. <laughs> don't you do it. <laughs> Two, which was huge for me. Understand, and this is for my romantic life, understand that you're Romantic life isn't as port as important as fulfill and fulfilling as all your other relationships. I used to put so much pressure on my dating and romance that like if I was dating a guy, I would think hanging out with them was more fulfilling than hanging out with my friends. Gotcha. Or hanging out with my family. And that's not true. You have to understand that those other relationships are just as important. So I learned like When I have moments where I'm like, dang, I would really, really love to be in a man's presence. Instead of doing, going and hanging out with a guy I'm dating, I'll go go to my mom's house. I'll call my friend. Like, let me hang out with her. I'm going to tell this dude, no. (laughs) Like, I'm, you know, so shake it up and understand that your friends are just as fulfilling as this dude or this girl. You know what I mean? So that's another thing that I did. And then three, let me see. Let me see. What else did I do? mindfulness is a lot (laughs) I always talk about mindfulness and if you don't know what mindfulness is it's a meditation practice and you learn to think about what you're thinking about because every thought that comes in our mind is not a a fact Right. the thing about um, anxious attachment is (laughs) you will if that person for example doesn't text you at the time they normally text you you'll start telling yourself that they're leaving you and abandoning you. Right. So you start texting them all crazy. You'll start calling them. You'll st- It'll be an anxious, att- like an anxious response. But instead, if you learn mindfulness and learn how to think about what you're thinking about, you'll be able to talk yourself out of what that crazy issue about to do. <laughs> so you'll be able to be like, all right, they not hit me up, but they could just be busy. Or it doesn't mean that it's over, it could just be that they fell asleep. That's <laughs> like, yeah, true. You know what I mean? So, it's like you have to talk yourself out. Because y'all don't understand how many people I of cussed out on an anxious rage.
0: Because and they wasn't even doing nothing, huh?
1: Most of the time, they were. But <laughs> my dignity yes. and pride, mm-hmm. like, my therapist told me, like, you don't have to respond to your trigger that way. You right. have to learn how to respond to your trigger properly. And you're not. So, you're giving somebody that much energy that don't deserve it. So even if a dude shut down on me, because that's the worst thing you could do to me. And I always say that in the relationships, like if I'm dating a guy up front, I tell him, listen, I've battled with abandonment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is what we're not going to do. If you get upset with me and you need time, don't shut down on me. Tell me you need space. And that's that's cool. I'm going to fall back. But just shutting down to punish me, that don't work for me because one or two things going to happen. Or one and two things going to happen. I'm going to block you <laughs> and never talk to you again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or two, I'm going to cuss you out, then I'm going to block you and never talk to you again. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> this is what we're not going to do because I've spent too much time like getting over that because mine comes from my mom being emotionally unavailable and her response to Arguments is shutting down So I've dealt with that too many times I'm not doing that (laughs) And I've Mm -hmm. dealt with it in relationships Mm -hmm. So yeah, so this is for my anxious people One, pace yourself Two, have other relationships That are meaningful to you around you So that you can They can be your outlet Instead of your relationship being your outlet all the time And three, think about what you're thinking about Because your thoughts will lead you to some false feelings And you will be snapping and cussing (laughs) blocking
0: people. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's important to operate from your wise mind. But mm-hmm. I, I guess what I'll say, seeing as though both of our attachment styles developed in childhood, mm-hmm. um, what's really, really important for my ladies out there is do not allow your childhood traumas to make your adult decisions. Ooh. Do not. And, and that's why self-awareness is so important. If you are not to that level where you're self-aware enough to not allow your childhood traumas to make those decisions for you in your adulthood. Because a lot of us still act out as if we were children in our adulthood.
1: That's, really true. Um,
0: that's not spitting on anybody's maturity level. That's saying you operate from whatever mindset that uh, you're in at that moment. So if you feel like you you can't get to a point to where you can't operate from your adult self, then I would say get into therapy, please get into therapy. Um, As a therapist myself, I have been in therapy (laughs) Uh, and I'm telling you, I would not be the person I am today if I had not sought therapy. It's such a taboo thing in the black community, but it is so important to get a sense of your higher self and to learn to operate from that place rather than operating from our traumas and our triggers. So, yeah. Just had to throw yeah. that little outlet out there. <laughs> oh, no,
1: no, I needed that. They needed that. Everybody needed that. Oh, okay. <laughs> they it. It was so important because, yeah, everything you said. Whew, this has just been amazing. Just cool. healing, you know somebody. Hopefully, somebody listening, crying. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me call the therapist. Um, so just in case they want to reach out to you for therapy, sure. Now, Will know how they can contact you. Also, I know uh, she has a podcast as well. Let the people know. Shout out <laughs> <yourself> to. <out.
0: laughs> uh, okay, cool. So, uh, right now I am in private practice at the moment. I also work with BetterHelp. So, yeah, uh, which is an online therapy platform for the people that want to get out there and get quick, convenient therapy. Uh, I'm a private practice therapist, so we're on there. <laughs> so there's a lot of people that think just because you go online, you're not getting the quality. I'm reiterating, I am in private practice where people pay me out of pocket and I am still on BetterHelp. So um, you are getting quality therapists. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, if you want to reach out for any reason, uh, you can contact uh, at Hope Therapy. Uh, at yahoo.com which is our podcast email Um, but if you reach out to me in that email we should be able to work professionally Um, also for my job email I guess this is the HIPAA compliant one if you're reaching out for services
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, give them everything (laughs)
0: Yeah, if you're reaching out for services, the HIPAA compliant way to do that uh, would be to reach out to my email, which is b phillips as my name is spelled on the screen, uh, at family360center.com. That is my uh, HIPAA compliant secure email if you're reaching out for services. Do not reach the other one for services. Um, Also, as far as my podcast goes, I I have a podcast called uh, The Hope podcast, H-O-P-E, HOPE stands for Helping Our People Evolve. Um, So basically that podcast is pretty much two therapists, me and my best friend, her name is Tarani Parquet. She is a therapist who's licensed in the state of Louisiana like I am. I'm getting my second license in Georgia. Um, But yeah, so me and her on there and we're giving clinical views for the culture. So all Black topics, we are running it down from a clinician's perspective. Uh, so if you're a person that's into pop culture and into um mental health and therapy and wellness and black women living in their holism and luxury of mental health, then you'll probably like that. <laughs> so
1: you're like, where I turn this on, can you t- can you touch on Portia? <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk about that from a clinical view too. Uh, yeah, because yeah. a- I'm over <laughs> here like, I've been watching this show and it's not it's not helping her look too well oh. in the public. But I, I,
0: have a, uh,
1: a, a, but I can't turn it yeah. off. So y'all should make that an episode. Because by the time you come out, she should still be on TV. And <laughs> really tune in to that episode and share it. Because I want to know what y'all think.
0: <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, so we are actually starting um, our a new series this weekend we're gonna start working on a new series it will be a dating series to kind of piggyback off of this podcast okay. uh and we would more than more more than ever love to have you work on a project with us things though you were so gracious to have me on your platform absolutely
1: i'm ready what
0: Oh, mean? i'm ready too, girl. <laughs> luck
1: what to talk about because i can talk about it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we are on the same wavelength so i'm ready to i think we we do an awesome job together
1: i love this podcast honestly i didn't I mean, I don't even know what to entitle it no more because we started with the pergamy and then we went to self-dating and then we oh, ended yeah. up on attachment styles, which honestly attachment styles is um, something I wanted to do. And I wanted a therapist to touch it and oh, just God. so happened because <laughs> <laughs> attachment styles is so important in yeah. our adult life and dating, especially. And I learned that and it changed my life. So I'm like, somebody need to hear this. Because there is an avoidant who needs you. And there's an anxious person that needs me. And they're, honestly, they need both of us. Because a lot of anxious people are attracted to avoidance. (laughs) The
0: same people that are going to abandon them. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's so crazy. So we need to recognize the signs. And somebody avoidant may be coming across somebody anxious and be like, oh, let me not break their heart. Mm
0: (laughs) So true, it's
1: so good, <laughs> yeah. But it was so great having you. This has been an amazing episode. Now I gotta re listen, mm-hmm. edit, and figure out what we gonna do. <laughs> I really wish it was live because people could tell me, but I, I'll figure it out. But yeah. bye, girl, thank you again.
0: No problem, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna email you this list.
1: No, I'm, I'm serious. Next week on the blog, it's going to be featured. I'm going to send it.
0: <laughs> no problem. Yeah, connect it to the link to the episode. That way people can. Oh, yeah. See, you'll be thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm going
1: to put you on there as a feature because now I don't have to create a blog idea because I was going to have to do that. This is perfect. Okay. But, okay. All right. Bye, girl.
0: See ya.